0: But But um, I'm so excited. I'm so happy you said yes to the interview. Absolutely. Thank you for doing this. I know it's a big step and uh, uh, some people are hesitant by many reasons to share their own story. But in your case, it was like, yep, yeah, I'm going to do it. I will share my story.
1: Here, here's the thing. I don't know that much, but what I do know, I mean, what the heck? And, and here's the thing. This is um, everybody on my father's side is gone. My father died years and years ago, and because I don't know the language, that's uh, you know, that's an obstacle, and that's the way it is.
0: Um, Hold on, are you saying that you don't speak Polish? Not at all. Seriously?
1: I I know a couple words: Yakshemash, Jishai is Saturday. No, not really. Uh, If it's really simple, uh, I understand just a little tiny bit, but once it gets going into a real conversation, I'm lost.
0: How fascinating. I, 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 when we met, and uh, first of all, uh, let's highlight how we met. We met with you uh, uh, within the citizenship uh, industry, and yes. uh, you are uh, doing the same great mission. You're preparing uh, applicants for the citizenship uh, interviews. Exactly, yes. And uh, that's how we met with you. I think it was one of the meetings with the USCIS in Chicago. Yes, yes. Um, and uh, you briefly... Uh, oh, it was the open house um, in Chicago. And, oh,
1: yes, yeah, in, June, in June.
0: Correct, June this yes. year. And you briefly shared that uh, uh, you're from Poland. And, no, uh, no,
1: no, I'm not from Poland. No, no, I'm from England. My father is from Poland. My mother's from Slovenia, they met and got married in Italy, they moved to England because my father was finishing up the army, and that's where I was born.
0: You see, I I totally mixed that up.
1: (laughs) It's okay, it's okay. And sometimes, initially, it's it's a lot to take in because it's quite a complicated background.
0: Uh, A a little bit, yeah. It sounds like an interesting background to me, to be honest with you. Yes. Uh, Because you adopted so many cultures. And uh, um, I know that you were brought here when you were very young. How old were you when you came? Four years old. Four years old. Mm -hmm. So both parents decided to come to the United States.
1: Uh, I don't know who made the decision because my father's cousin in Canada asked me one day, how come your family got to come to the United States? And I said, I was little at the time. Nobody asked me if I wanted to come here. I think it was a matter of who, what country was taking in what people. Uh, On my mother's side, I heard some of them ended up in Argentina and my father's side, some ended up in Canada. And that's basically all I know.
0: Are you in touch with any family members now?
1: Uh, No. Um, Here, here's the thing. Um, On my, uh, what is it, when my father's cousin died in Canada, that was pretty much the end of it because her son, for whatever reason, wouldn't have anything to do with me. And then on my mother's side, that didn't go anywhere because my one cousin uh, that was living in what was my mother's house, uh, she decided to take up with a man. And that was the end of that relationship. She decided this this so you know what I mean. Sure. Do? Leave sure. leave it alone and, and maybe she'll come around. But it, it, it's too bad somebody has to get in a situation where they're under somebody's thumb.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So um it's very unique and um um so Let's let's start from the very beginning. Um, and I, I briefly shared with you the reason I created this podcast or started this podcast, My American Dream, is because when I came to the United States, I didn't have any role model or any person uh, who would encourage me and motivate me for doing great things and show me... real. Anna,
1: me too!
0: So you understand me then.
1: Oh, absolutely. I have goosebumps thinking about it.
0: Right. So we, we feel kind of alone when we come to this country. And of course, you were uh, a four-year-old girl. And uh, when I came to the United States, I was uh, a woman in my uh, late 30s. Uh, it was different perspective. But um, as I got into the uh, linguistic industry and then ESL and then citizenship, i met those people with great stories and i said one day um you know what i have all these people around me why not to share their stories and that will encourage other people and show and maybe open the doors for other people so that's how it started and that's why um I'm always interested uh, in the stories like yours and especially how it started. So you came here as a four-year-old girl and you don't remember much, but do you remember how it started when you uh, can think back and or reflect back? Do you remember anything?
1: You mean before I was was younger than
0: four? When you came to the United States?
1: Uh, No. Uh, all I know, no, I don't. All I know, I was told we came here on the uh, QE2, and we were we came here in '51, and, and then two years later, uh, Ellis Island was closed. That's all I know. I mean, this is from what I was told, or I looked up. Um, I, I I don't know. I don't know. Then we ended up with somebody on my mother's side in the Waukegan area. Um, other than that, they really didn't talk about it.
0: Got it, got it. So um, obviously you started the school in the United States, right? Do you you remember your school experience?
1: Uh, I went to a private Catholic school, and we had nuns, and they were very strict, so, uh, I mean, and they didn't play.
0: That's all I can say. You remember it it was a strict environment? Typical,
1: Typical Catholic school run by nuns. If only somebody... Who's been to Catholic school? They they don't they don't even need an explanation because today they may have nuns, but but they're nowhere nearly like they were a long time ago.
0: It has changed, um, okay. and, I, and and I think um, I have a good feeling for people who went to Catholic uh, schools. Um, I think that you are guys are uh, very disciplined and very very. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and and you have a very good core and moral principles. Is that...
1: Totally correct. I was, and I think looking back, maybe at the time, because I was too young to know any better, at times I resented it. But looking back now, I appreciate it because my parents basically came here with nothing.
0: So, so you appreciate the fact that you went to the Catholic school because it's a prestigious thing to do or because of what? It is
1: now it is now but before i didn't think so i I thought it was more like punishment and torture because we had we were required to attend mass five days a week before school and then god help you if you miss mass on sunday you're going to be doomed straight to hell or you had to face the nun on monday morning
0: and you will be punished for that
1: well, the, the, then, then the the nun would decide whatever what to do with you because you better have a darn good reason.
0: Sure. So it looks like there was a lot of fear, right?
1: Um, I would, yeah, I guess. You, see, when you're that young, you don't even know what it is. Uh yeah, there was fear, anxiety. Because I remember one time fidgeting in church, and I happened to, I was fidgeting, I happened to turn around, and I. And the nun's eyes and my eyes, like, locked on each other. And I quickly turned around and I thought, uh-oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it when I come back to class. But by that time, she forgot.
0: Which <laughs> was good for you, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that time, yeah. But um, they, they didn't play.
0: So after the Catholic school, uh, your journey continues. Uh, what was the next step?
1: Public high school.
0: That's a big change, going from a private Catholic school to a public school? Absolutely. So how did that go for you?
1: Uh, There were very tight, close-knit cliques, and that was established from another public school, and they transferred over to the public high school, and they were a tight clique, and that's the way it is. Interesting. Yeah.
0: So how many years did you spend in the public school?
1: Uh, four because uh, four years but then let me think here Uh, then my university was private both uh, bachelor's degree and master's wait no no Uh, bachelor's degree is private master's degree is public school
0: okay so um you felt the difference between catholic private um School and public school. What a major difference or differences you can highlight between those two systems.
1: Well, in public school, there were no more nuns. Okay, it was, it was, it was different. It was uh, look uh, at the time. I just thought this is the way it is because I remember being threatened uh, by more like by my father to send me to a a Catholic what do you call a girls' school, but that that didn't go anywhere.
0: Okay, so it no. was a threat for you. You didn't want to go there.
1: Oh no, 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 no! It's it, it, they decided I was going. You didn't. They didn't really ask you. You're just gonna go. Okay. No, no, you just, you just, you just, you know. But I remember I was being threatened with going to Catholic uh, girl, all girls school.
0: Okay. So all right, that 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 must be fearful to to go there and uh, to uh, recollect all the. You know years that you spent in the Catholic school with the nuns totally mm-hmm. get it, especially for for a chunk. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, because at that time you just uh you basically as a kid, you don't have any rights, you have to do whatever you're you're, you're told, and uh, you know that's it.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And you are looking forward to when you become an adult, and you can do things that you would like
1: oh. to do without
0: asking your parents for any yes. person.
1: Yes, I was telling myself because I remember when it was uh, during Lent, we would have to go for every Friday to uh, stations of the cross, and I remember uh, because I don't, are you familiar with stations of the cross?
0: Uh, you. More or less? Yeah, a little bit. You can.
1: Okay. T- anyway, I. Totally, I can't tell you how I totally resented that. On every Friday before Lent, it, w- it was like uh, it was mandatory, and I was telling myself, "Someday I'm going to grow up and I'm going to be an adult, and I don't have to
0: do this." So you were thinking about it. You were dreaming. Oh
1: yes, I hated Stations of the Cross.
0: Ugh. So the religion was a very big part of your childhood. Is that correct to say?
1: Yes, I have to say absolutely.
0: And how about now? Are you still religious? Are you still no. okay? And what do you remember? When they changed?
1: I don't think it happened like overnight. I think gradually it happened. But I feel the same way about any religion, and, and not and not not just Catholic. Any religion.
0: The same. Uh, what do you mean when you say I I feel the same? The same in the way of.
1: To me, religion is no more, and I don't, I don't care what religion is,
0: it's a means of controlling people. That's it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and how, how is that happening, or how was that happening? When you look back uh, at your family being Catholic, how war, were you controlled with the religion? By the nuns.
1: I mean, it was uh, the, the nuns had the biggest control. And whatever the nuns said to the parents, the parents supported it 100% no discussion
0: um is uh that why you decided not to belong to the religion um when you became uh,
1: oh no 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 this had this like I said this didn't come overnight I'm, I'm free to go to any church anytime I want I choose not to I figured I can better serve others in a different way
0: Mm, Interesting, because when I uh, reflect back on my journey when I came to the United States, Mm -hmm. um, I saw so many cultures and I saw so many religions uh, and churches, simply as you drive by um, different neighborhoods, you see different churches. And, um, I started to become curious and interested in those religions and churches mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because as you know, being from Russia, Orthodox, uh, church and religion is very big. Um, I'm coming from the family, um, which is not very religious. We, um, uh, followed major religious holidays, but we didn't go to the church every Sunday. Okay. Uh, So I was familiar and I I, I think about myself as a spiritual person, Um, but I got interested in this religions in uh, the United States and what I decided to do, I decided to go uh, to different churches, sit there, listen to the service uh, and um, see the difference. I wanted to understand uh, why all these religions are so different and uh, why people believe. And I remember I went to so many of them. I went to the church, which is very contemporary, you know, when they sing and dance, Mm -hmm. uh, crazy energy, a lot of young people. Then I went to the church. I actually was brought by my friend who plays the piano in the church. It's a very traditional Catholic church. And I was sitting on the balcony next to her where she has her grand piano. Mm -hmm. And I listened to the service over there. And, you know, as I was listening to the service and looking at the pastor who looked like a traditional American pastor from American movies that I saw, Mm -hmm. and um, when he started his speech, I said to myself, okay, what can you tell me, Uh, meaning like surprise me. And uh, he started very traditional speech and service, I guess, like everybody, and then He started to talk about the gadgets, about the internet, and the influence of of all of that uh, on younger generation uh, and the families. And that's when I started, you know, uh, to listen with more attention. And it was so fascinating how that pastor, looking very old school, and how he did this connection with the modern contemporary world and how it impacts the families and uh, the happiness of people overall. That mm-hmm. was very fascinating. After that, I went to uh, several different churches. But you know what I found out for myself and doing this podcast as well? Because I interview people from different uh, communities, from different uh, cultures, Mm -hmm. And what I found out and confirmed once again, that we're all the same. We're all the same. It just, like you said, people created those different religions and different um, spiritual procedures, if you will. Right. People follow them and somehow uh, they control those people, right? But we all pray for the same thing. We want us and our families to be healthy, uh, wealthy. Uh, we ask for, uh, the same things. Don't exactly. You know? oh, totally.
1: To- I mean, totally.
0: Yeah. And it was a very, uh, a big aha moment for me when I realized all that. And, uh, it's uh, very easy and quick to do it in this country because you, you live within so many cultures here.
1: Um, I'm just curious, have you ever attended a Quaker service?
0: I'm not familiar with that. You have to... I did one
1: time when I was in Philadelphia. And somebody said, do you want to attend a Quaker service? Why not? Sure. So I went with this other person. And then we went into a room. We sat on a bench for, I forget how long, that was it. Nothing. You go in there, you sit down and you reflect. It's up to you. I'm looking around for you know pictures. I'm looking for like whatever altar or anything. Nothing. I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, whatever.
0: Well, uh, to me, it sounds like uh, it's a meditation uh, time. Basic
1: meditation. Self, you know, reflect. You know, reflect. uh, And I don't know. And you know, I was like, for me, that was like weird. Was I'm it? Okay, there's no statues. There's no pictures. There's not even, I don't even think there was a window there.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: Awkward for me anyway. I'm like, okay.
0: <laughs> it's different. Yeah. This is one of the things I have to admit that I miss here. Um I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, interior of a Russian church, but it's, no. very, it's very festive. We have a lot of icons. We have certain... Smelling the church of those candles.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, same, same with Catholics. Yeah, beautiful stained Mm -hmm. glass windows. I mean, it's magnificent.
0: Yeah, so I, I really miss that setup of a Russian church uh, uh, here. Um, But um, if we come back to uh, the time when you were growing up, so you. You are graduated from your uh, public school. And then the next step, you said you got your bachelor's uh, at a private institution. Yes. What was the bachelor's for?
1: Uh, It's a combination of business and marketing.
0: Interesting. And why did you decide to go for business and marketing?
1: Um, At that time, I I don't know. I don't know what my other options were. Um, I don't know. I just... But I, I have a better grasp of why, uh, in, I have a better explanation of why I went and got a master's degree in linguistics, because I was a volunteer tutor, and I was thinking to myself, right, right after I got divorced, I thought, rather than, you know, what was me, and you know, this and that, I needed to go and do something positive, and, and take my thoughts away from my situation, And because there's other things, it's a big world out there, so... Then I, because uh, I worked full time, and then I decided to, I became a tutor on Saturday mornings for young children in math and reading, and then for the local college, community college here in this area, I, I was one of their volunteer tutors for 10 years. I met a Chinese family, and then I, I was thinking to myself, what can I do in order to be a, a better tutor? And that's what I, I was trying to decide. Do I want to go? Um, back to school and get an MBA or do I want to uh, like pursue a master's in linguistics? I went into linguistics. I've never regretted it.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Was it that Chinese family that had a big impact on your decision? Oh, yeah, I
1: was, I was helping them for like eight years. Definitely.
0: Helping with something. what? Sorry? Uh, Helping with what? With English. With English?
1: It, yes. Explaining like, uh, how to prepare a resume, how to interview for a job. I'm trying to think what else. Um, oh, no, because when I met uh, uh, the, the, the woman, Nancy, uh, I was supposed to be her tutor. I met her at the Mundelein Library, and she barely knew four words of English. So that, that's how that started. And they came here from China. Both husband and wife are mechanical engineers. So um, she definitely wanted to learn. Interesting. She was an excellent student because unless there's an old Chinese saying, the uh, teacher will come when the student is ready.
0: I've heard so, it, uh, of this saying before. It, yeah,
1: It's true. It's true.
0: It, it is so true. Everything has to happen at the right time, at the right place.
1: Exactly. I agree with you.
0: And that's how it happened uh, with you. So have you applied your business and marketing degree at all?
1: all the time i use my marketing for all my classes because i these are my customers
0: excellent i like when you say that i do and they
1: when because we- I, I i do anything like last night we had a very exciting time in citizenship class i, I everybody's like so excited because uh, i was we were reviewing the news from the uscis how they're going to change the civics part we had this big discussion why change the civics uh, part of it why and they're asking maybe they're going to ask a question like uh, uh, who is the most handsome president and i said <laughs> I'll, I'll give you an answer right now they're asking me i said let me i was i stop, let me think for a moment i said i know i have the answer i have the answer george washington <laughs> <laughs> all right yes so who knows, actually who knows what's going to happen we don't know but why mess around with the civics part they need to go over the application itself remove that stupid part about the nazis and some other stuff like you know please i don't even uh.
0: um you are actually right we just had this conversation with my uh, friend at dinner last night um we talked about um my American dream. And, uh, it was inspired by a waiter that served us. He was from Ukraine mm-hmm. okay. and we spoke some Russian and, uh, my friend is from Mexico, Mexico city. And, uh, she asked me, what did you guys talk about? Um, and that's how it started. And we got into the citizenship. Uh, and I said, you know, when I, when the time came, when I became eligible to become an American citizen, Mm Uh, I started to ask myself why I want to come become an American citizen. And, uh, we sat down with my mentor, uh, and, uh, she explained the benefits of becoming an American citizen, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: uh, which helped me a lot, but there was one thing, one thing that bothered me a lot. And I'm sure you remember on the N400 application form, mm-hmm. there is that statement that says or asks you Do you promise to give up loyalty to all other countries? The answer is yes. I know, but it bothered me. I didn't want to give up loyalty to Russia because this is my country. This <laughs> is where I'm coming from. I am Siberian, that country. And my family gave me a lot. It gave me a good basis, solid basis, professional and personal. And, I, 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 still, I, I moved on uh, with the procedure, but you know, on the back of my head, it was mm-hmm. still sitting there and reminding me of that. Mm-hmm. And you know what changed that the naturalization ceremony and the one we went uh, with you. I don't recall if they mentioned that, but mine did the supervisor said, you do not give up on anything you are adopting a new country and that immediately okay, okay, okay. everything for me. And that's to, uh, confirm or to follow up, uh, on what you said, they should revise n 400. I am totally with you. And one of the things that I will be voting for is this particular question. Do you promise to give up loyalty? So why can't they phrase, um, uh, do you promise to adopt or uh, do you understand that you are adopting a new country? Something like that, but right. b- not with give up. It was bugging me a lot.
1: Here, here's a difference, Anna. You you came here with a different kind of background. I came here as a four-year-old. I had, what did I know? I didn't know anything else. For me, non-issue. Because I cannot relate to England. I certainly can, I cannot relate to Slovenia or, or Poland. I've never, I mean, I've never been to Poland, so... You know, that's it.
0: Uh, and you are exactly right. Many people they uh, become um, American citizens uh, by birth, by adoption, when they don't decide. They the decision is made for them, right? So in my case, yes. uh, I wanted uh, this to be uh, the decision that I fully understand and accept because this is what I am going to live with. The same thing happened. Uh, with me in my life with baptizing um i decided to get baptized when i was 33 and you know this is the age of jesus right and oh yes, yeah, since you said that
1: i was like what yes 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 okay
0: the reason uh i decided to do that because the same I I wanted to fully understand my decision and I wanted to channel and live my decision and do it fully understanding why I'm doing this and be ready for this. So these are two major decisions in my life, um, that I, I wanted to be happy about and I wanted to know why I did that. Mm -hmm. So, um, Moving on, uh, or coming back to you, so you've been helping that family, Chinese family, for eight years, and it was your trigger to step into the uh, linguistic and citizenship industry. And then, um, how did that continue for you? Well, they eventually moved away to Phoenix,
1: so that was the end of that relationship. Okay, but you established new
0: relationships, right?
1: uh let me yes yes there was a student uh, yeah sometimes i i deal with um like this i was a volunteer tutor i think the last one was a one of my former students that came here on a full scholarship from libya he wanted to pursue his uh phd in the field of pharmacy and he just he just graduated like say a year ago with his uh phd in medicinal chemistry so yes But since that time, he got married, now he's got four little children, and the relationship
0: is different. With him, between you and him?
1: Oh, uh, totally, because now there's a wife. We're not like pals anymore. Besides, he was living in the Chicago area, now he's uh, in Oxford, Mississippi, so there's also distance. No, when when people get married, uh, they they go off and and they they do their own things. It's different. Also, he moved away, so that's that. Yeah. that, that situation allowed me to learn a lot about the Muslim faith.
0: And what did you learn about it?
1: All sorts of things. I don't even know where to start. Um, Maybe a you know, couple
0: of uh, very, very uh, interesting or uh, shocking or... No, uh,
1: well, it was like um, uh, men don't wear the jewelry the women do. Uh, what is it? They're not, not crazy about uh, silk ties, some, in my opinion, some silly stuff. Okay. Which okay. I, I, I I could care less about this then and other, there's other uh, topics, but I don't know if I want to go into it here on, on the screen, but for me, it's like too much. All oh right. yeah. Yeah. And then somebody asked me when he came over here, somebody asked me, um, D- d- does he come over with his prayer mat and pray? I said, he sure does. I'm okay with that. I don't care.
0: Yeah, they have to pray every uh, certain amount. Five, of time. five
1: times a day, because I told him, we as Catholics are supposed to do the same thing three times a day. I don't. That's my choice. And then they have Ramadan, and they fast for 30 days. I said, me as a Catholic, we're supposed to do it for 40 days. Once again, this is my choice. If you Absolutely. want to do it, that's fine. I don't care, but I don't have to do it. I, that's my choice. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
0: And you are fine with that. So yeah. um, in your class, um, I'm sure you have so many uh, nationalities, cultures, and religions. Yes. Uh, I recall uh, last, uh, last semester, I had 17 cultures in my program in one class. Wow. Yes. It was a lot. <laughs> so, uh, when you, when you, yeah, uh, it was impressive and that was the time when I realized how lucky I am. Uh, but at the same time, um, it was a little bit challenging because they process everything differently and yes. see everything differently. Yes. Um, so I'm sure the same, uh, in your case, uh, when you think about working with different cultures and religions, do you have any tips and tricks that you use or advice or certain feeling you experience anything?
1: I learned when I went to, I've been to a couple of Muslim weddings and the one wedding of, of my friend Mohammed. um, There was something I was not used to women kissing each other, but eventually, okay, this is how it is. They kiss each other on the, on the cheeks, you know, this way and then this way. Okay, I was like, whoa. And then, then the the the, the fascination with eating these these things with grape leaves.
0: So, yeah, you, go ahead. You you don't you it, it's weird uh, to you or
1: it was because I'm not used to it. Okay, women kissing each other. I'm like, okay. And then some of the when I after the day he was married, I went and kissed him on the cheek, and they were like, oh. <laughs> Cultural differences. A lot of times they'll say, oh, it's okay. American. So,
0: and I'm sure you experienced some uh, cultural differences in your class. How do you react? How do you respond to this?
1: I'm open to it because I need to, I like the idea, I need to have more information. I, I, I Just t- 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 tell me what is this about? And, and I, I respect their point of view and I have my own point of view. I'm okay with it. We need to like connect. We need to try to understand each other.
0: So, and when you say that I want to learn about it, do you, uh, uh learn from those, uh, cultural, uh, carriers yes. or yes. you do your own, uh, search on Google or. No,
1: no, no, no. Most of the time uh, I get it straight from the individual. Like uh, I was, I sat down. Are you familiar with best plus testing?
0: uh yes I
1: yeah. okay i was doing that yesterday at evanston and then i had maybe 20 minutes so i sat down at a table with a volunteer uh, she's a fairly new volunteer and so we, i was having a discussion with her group and we were talking about cultural differences uh, so that was interesting because the volunteer kathy didn't she she wasn't aware of this stuff but they're definitely because i forget where, where one lady came from syria and she's a Muslim with, with the head, uh, what do you call it, hijab and stuff. So this is the way it is. And here, here what I find can be rather dangerous is why uh, wear this when you're going to like uh, single yourself out, I, I, especially the way things are today.
0: Hmm. So uh, do you have a certain feeling when uh, you see women wearing uh, hijab um, or... Are you scared or no?
1: No, no, I'm not scared. Uh, I'm concerned because some some whack job can hurt them. It's better uh, if I had to go to another country and it was required for me to do whatever. I want to blend in. Uh, here, the men can wear whatever they want. The, the you you cannot just see twelve men walking in front of you. You don't know who's who's a Muslim. You don't know. But pretty much, if a woman's got the the you know whatever, you'll you'll know. And it's almost like. Um, I, I can see where it can be dangerous for, for that individual. For yeah. her, for her. Yes, you have some some nutcase. I mean, you know, uh, these the, these situations are popping up all over.
0: I see. Now I, I, I understand your thinking. And uh, yeah. what, what is your um what is your uh plan? Let's say here. Um, do you want to talk to this woman about the American culture because uh when we're preparing people, applicants, for the, American, uh, for the interviews to become an American citizen, we, and I told you that yesterday in the email, we prepare them for their life in this country. Yes, yes. So do you uh, approach those women and you act as a cultural broker or no. you don't say anything.
1: Stay out of it. You that's know. their choice. Uh, if you're a Muslim woman, you can you can. If you look around, you'll see all the women uh, don't don't follow this, and that's their choice. I had a friend. Well, I, not I had a friend. I have a friend who was wearing the head covering, and then she had her second bout with cancer, lost all her hair due to chemo, and now her hair grew back. She doesn't wear her hair. Her her head covered up anymore. I don't say anything. I just tell her, "Wow does Does your hair look nice? It it, it grew in. It, it looks very very nice."
0: And what did? Go ahead. And what do you think changed for that woman?
1: Probably dealing with cancer the second time and having a radical mastectomy, having implants put in because she had to make a decision. And then um I never asked her how come you don't wear your hair covered up anymore. No, no, no. it's I don't think it's necessary. It's her choice.
0: Um, Don't you think that she became closer to this culture, to this mentality, going through this uh, terrible disease and uh, all the procedures?
1: It could be because uh, she said when they're out in public and she lives, you heard of, I'm sure you heard of Glenview, Mm -hmm. a nice area. And when she's outside of uh, her apartment Uh, She does not speak in Arabic to anyone, strictly English, so that people around, you know what I mean, they're not thinking uh, they're going to, you know, these are terrorists or whatever. She's not. I mean, people are so ignorant, but you have to be careful.
0: Exactly. You have to watch your surroundings and you still...
1: Always, always.
0: So, um, coming back to you... uh, you came here as a little girl, yes. and you combine multiple cultures in yourself. Do you belong to any community, or what community do you belong to?
1: American only. Okay. I'm 100% American. In fact, unless I tell people about my background, they just make an assumption. You're Yeah, but I was so little, I don't know anything different. I didn't have any opportunity to absorb other cultures, really. I'm an American, or whatever that is.
0: And being an American person, uh, preparing future Americans for the life in this country, mm-hmm. how, how do you feel about this? How do you carry all this? I know you are very passionate about doing this.
1: Oh, no, because I can relate. Because uh, long time ago, I believe my family came here. It, with the, are you familiar with the term DPs?
0: Oh, you have to displaced, educate
1: displaced persons. Okay. I think, but it's I'm not. It's not clear. I've tried to look it up and research it. It's not clear to me, but I believe uh, today's equivalent would be a refugee. Okay. Because there's no way my mother would go back to Slovenia because she was on a communist to kill list. And there's no way my father would go back to Poland. But I never, when I was younger, I had no interest in asking. Um, I didn't care, but now that he's gone, of course, now I care and it's too late. Um, sorry, what was your question again?
0: So um, how do you feel about uh, doing this mission uh, while preparing uh, future American citizens for this country? Uh, you belong to the American community, and you deal. Oh, with,
1: yeah, yes, yes.
0: And you deal with so many uh, cultures, different cultures, um, and you are very passionate about doing this, right? So, uh, when you work with your uh, applicants, how do you feel about it? What do you tell them? Um, do you have any uh, special recipes for them? How to prepare them for the life? Uh, here
1: when they have questions i do my best to answer them um uh, it's not it's not like one one size fits all you have opportunities here i've had here life is what you make it if you want to accept you know what nothing then that's what you're going to get no i was very fortunate is i had um bigger what do you call it um uh, b- bigger visions on the horizon uh, I'm far personally as far as I'm concerned I'm just I'm fine when I went and got my master's degree uh, maybe a lot of it is serendipity and I was at the right place at the right time and this is how I got into citizenship I didn't know I was going to be teaching a citizenship class initially had no clue um, you know you heard of ALRC uh, okay, Absolutely. So they- okay, they offered, I figured, what, uh, six hours, whatever, of PD, uh, you know, training. I figured, ah, let, let me go and in, in, in take these six hours in a citizenship. At that time, I did not know two weeks later there was going to be an opening. Talk about serendipity.
0: Exactly. Again, uh, the right things happen at the right time.
1: Yes, and then I was in the office, and the, uh, the assistant manager at the time, she was saying how she's going to be retiring and she needed somebody to to take her Saturday morning class. And I said, I will. So she said, it's yours. That was it. So now I have two citizenship classes and I love them.
0: Excellent. Excellent. So when you think about yourself and because your story is very unique, um, how do you think of yourself or, um, Do you think you belong to the American, 100% American uh, uh, mindset up or immigration mindset
1: up? 100% American. When I was visiting in Slovenia, they did not relate to me as their Slovenian cousin. They said, look at this, this is our American cousin. I'm 100% American.
0: Is it because they said that, or that's because how you feel?
1: They would never, they would never call me their Slovenian cousin, because how can I? I can't relate.
0: But how I- do you feel about yourself? Do you feel like, okay, yes, uh, I was brought here uh, as a small girl, but. Yeah. Um, I, I still feel like um, I, I belong to other uh, cultures in Poland and Slovenia. Or you think uh, of yourself, no, I'm 100% American because this is what I remember. This is my life. I'm, I'm
1: 100% American because over in Slovenia, um, they were telling me my grandfather uh, bought like 22 fields. And a long time ago, they were like digging and planting all kinds of stuff to they had like animals and stuff. And uh, to relate to that kind of life, there is no way. In fact, now the younger ones, nobody wants to stay in this tiny little village of what, 50 houses. Uh, they all drive an, an hour and go to the capital, Lublana, for work. Nobody wants to work in the forest. Uh, you know, things, th- times and things are changing.
0: Absolutely. Well, the reason I'm asking is because um and you know that well uh the mindset is different when you are an American person and when you grew up uh in the American culture. Yes. And the mindset of a person who just immigrated uh to this country. Oh yes. So if you think about these differences and you think about your work with immigration population, Um, one or two differences, what are they for you between these two mentalities, American mentality of an American person born and raised here or brought at an early age like yourself and a new person in this country, what would be the differences?
1: Uh, with so many different people, I get different feedback. Everybody's got like a different story to tell. The one interesting story happened uh, in the spring term was a student from Iraq came here as a refugee, and she told me she hates it here, and she wants to go back.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: Because after they got here with her husband, he was a cardiologist over there. When they were here barely two months, he drops dead. So she doesn't, I guess, she doesn't know where where she fits in. But then again, that's her choice.
0: Uh, That's so true. But also, uh, I've seen the cases when a person uh, immigrated to the United States and uh, she said, "Um, I don't like America by that and that reason. Uh, And Mm -hmm. after a while, that person changed her mind. She, she, She loves this country now. She loves the opportunities of this country. Don't you think it has a lot to do with the people you meet when you arrive? Uh, in this country and the opportunities. Here, here's the issue.
1: This was in basic class, and uh, when they're in basic, they, they, I'm, I, I'm surprised if they know a dozen English words. So it was difficult to communicate. All I got out of it was, I hate it here, uh, no good here, and uh, give me bus ticket.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: Yeah, and I told her. I live an hour away I don't know anything about local bus tickets because and I, then I talk to other people I said you need to get with a social worker because i don't I don't have any if I had a bus ticket I'd take it out I'd hand it to you I don't have it um, she was she was struggling she was trying but uh, you know what can I say it, every situation is different absolutely Everybody, everybody's got a different story to tell every single one one time I had a group of like four or five women from Syria, totally illiterate. They're in my basic class.
0: So language has a lot to do with that.
1: Language, not being able to communicate, at least at a higher level, I have a chance. Usually they get very discouraged. These people, some of these people are are way, way, way older. They come over here, they have a particular mindset, uh, and they don't don't want to integrate. It's way complicated. It's
0: not easy easy for them. Uh, It can be difficult, and especially, like you mentioned, integration into this society. I think uh, this is one of the uh, challenging moments for some cultures. And as you said, the first step is the language. To be able to uh, open some doors, you have to be able to express yourself and find the opportunities and find the right people, right? That's Um, correct. It's it's so true. Um, another interesting thing that I hear quite a lot: uh, people separate uh, immigration population, and uh, sometimes in a good way, sometimes in a bad way. Uh, the way I look at uh, immigration population is, it's not a separate breed the way i look at this population which is myself as well uh this is the um this is this country this is how this country is built this is the idea of this country this country Mm -hmm. is built of uh immigrants and uh we are all immigrants even when people uh call themselves american people i am an american person right too i'm an american citizen Uh, But I immigrated uh, some time ago to this country and then I decided to join this country. So um, what do you think about this uh, separation between American people and immigrant people? Do you actually look at those as two separate things? Because I look at uh, those two different words as one. This is the idea of this country, immigration. Exactly, this, the,
1: this is the, the foundation of our country. It's based on immigrants, regardless of what that fool in the White House says. I mean, I don't know why is he so anti-immigrant and I just heard on the news today and I told somebody, I need to look into this further. He's talking about zero immigrants for next year. I don't know how, how true, I just saw a little snippet on CNN maybe a couple hours ago That's terrible. We go over there and we bomb Syria, we bomb Afghanistan, we uh, uh, like bomb what do you call it, uh, Iraq, and then all these people have no place to go, and then we refuse to take them. And then this is what I told the class last night. I hope and pray there's not another war because war is not the answer. It's going to be these poor people that are going to get murdered, slaughtered, and sacrificed, and for what?
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's
1: wrong. It's immoral. We don't, uh, you know, work work it out diplomatically. But don't, don't, don't put the screws to, uh, you know. It's like everyday people. Absolutely, they're not the problem. And the more I got to know other cultures, uh, like whether they're, they're they're Chinese or they're this or they're that, we are the same. We are. They want. So, they want uh, to. Uh, succeed they want to thrive uh and in this case she had a son they wanted to do what was best for it for their son i mean today he's got a phd in neuroscience
0: and how wonderful it is yeah and he contributes into the economy of this country and uh yes. the other night yes. i had uh, uh dinner with uh one of the um Uh, people uh, who was on the podcast the previous interview and this is a great family, lovely family from China Mm -hmm. and uh, I was invited by them to their family owned restaurant and what a great place and um, I really enjoyed the conversation and I really enjoyed the fact that I saw so many happy customers there and the food is good and overall it's a great environment and, um, I just said, this is, this is great. This is perfect. This is what immigration brings to this country. I'm exactly. just people, people who start businesses, pay taxes, and, uh, uh, we can be happy and, uh, bloom and, uh, enjoy all the benefits of this country. How wonderful it is. Yes. Excellent. So, um, I don't know if I should ask you, but I will ask you, do you have any American dream, Kasha? Do I have any American what? Dream. Now? Oh, now, or at any point of your life, or? Oh,
1: well, maybe, this is like, maybe not reasonable, maybe to somehow connect, and I've tried this through the years, connect with my father's family in Poland. It's I don't think it's, it's good it's doable. Cause first of all, I don't know the language, but cause I, I happened by accident find my mother's side. It was totally a fluke several years ago uh, in Slovenia, because a lot of times it's a language problem. And then, uh, then, then trying to, cause some, some attorney from Poland tried to contact me. If, if I wire her like what $500 and she'll, you know, figure out who is what. And it's like, no, I, I don't think so. No, 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 I'm done. No, I've, I've tried to, through through the years because basically it's a fairly common name. When my uh, grandmother, when she uh, married, it was Magdalena Lys, L-I-S. And I tried to do a Google search trying to figure out about my grandmother. Something like 35,000 hits came up. And this is years ago. I thought, forget wow. it. It's wow. complicated, and wow. then also it's complicated. My father is from some little village near Tarnopol. Tarnopol today is in Ukraine, and um, it gets weird because then I went to Polish genealogy. After a while, I had to give up. They said go to Ukrainian genealogy. I did that uh, for a shorter period of time. Um, it's too complicated, but this. This, I did this quite a few years ago, and then in the meanwhile, I lost interest. I'm like, it would be uh, like a fluke. Also, when I contacted my uh, uh, mom's side in Slovenia, this is what they, they told me initially when I came over there. They said, We were very suspicious of you.
0: Hmm, interesting.
1: In other words, you must want something. And, and I said to them, I felt the same way. And it wasn't the case, I didn't want anything.
0: But that was that vibe. That
1: Yes, and yeah. they didn't want anything, and I didn't, because they, they thought, oh, she must be up to something. I said, no, I'm not, I'm not up to anything. I, I swear to God, I don't want anything, nothing. So,
0: And why is that important for you now to uh, uh, investigate or to look more into your father's side in Poland?
1: Curiosity.
0: Just because, curiosity? You
1: know, yeah, curiosity, because we let me think here, I know who my grandmother is, who my grandfather is, is a mystery. My father's cousin said this when I, before she died years ago, uh, Leona. And what is, how did this come about? Uh, something about uh, your grandmother wouldn't say or couldn't say who your, uh, your father's father was. I thought, what? That was a very vague observation, and I thought, "What the heck?" So we, we think it was some kind of bad situation because my father was born there in 1918. I think I think World War. Uh, what is it? World War One ended in what November, and my father was born there in May. So I think it was some kind of unfortunate circumstances, if you get my what I'm saying. Sure. I don't know any I don't know anything for sure because I have a friend that's from Israel and she says she thinks some of that same kind of stuff happened because she's originally from like uh Berlin, Germany, and she thinks there was somebody in the family that some um unfortunate things um you know came upon them too. Absolutely. Uh, this, is, this is wartime. What what are you gonna do? Exactly. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Well, hopefully one day um this American dream of yours will become the reality.
1: Right now, right now, it's more like a blur because I've tried and I, I came up to like dead ends. Uh, it just you know, um, and then the, the last name, my maiden name, is fairly common over there, so who knows? And then again, um, I don't know it's like who, who my grandfather is is a mystery, but great grandfather was Alexander. So that's all I know. And after, after a long time, I basically lost interest. I said, maybe it's not meant to be. I even thought about going over there and just investigating, and I thought, yeah, right. I don't know the language. Good luck.
0: Well, you can always uh, find a person who will interpret for you.
1: Yeah, but sometimes I, I don't feel comfortable with them either. You have to find the right person.
0: That's true, too. Yeah. And before we finish today, um, one last question. um when you think about uh small kasha back then what when you think about small kasha that came to the united states back then Mm -hmm. and um what advice would you give to yourself to smaller self when you were growing in this country what advice would you give to yourself when you look back
1: Oh, I totally would have uh, looked at, I would have thought more about the future rather than uh, things uh, at the moment. Now, uh, as I'm older, I'm looking, I'm not looking at at the moment, I'm thinking uh, like long-term. Instead of just, what do I have to do at this very moment? It's more like, oh yeah, if if I do this, I'll I'll be so happy, but I have to think about long-term effects.
0: So, thinking ahead, planning ahead that's that's that 's what you're advising yes
1: but i didn't i didn 't do that because i didn 't care
0: absolutely you realized that within the years only, and now you understand this
1: totally, and this is what I, I preach to people, I tell them your education equals your future, so <laughs> you have opportunities here, and i don 't want to hear this stuff i don 't have money i don 't have this. You need to decide what your priorities are. Because without an education here, good luck.
0: So you are saying that uh, we limit ourselves in our heads, in we our do. thinking. Too
1: often. Too often. Uh, you need to um, th- think about, and I also, especially to women, I tell women, be able to take care of yourself. That man can drop dead. He can leave you. Who knows what can happen? Because I've run across people where, All of a sudden, the husband left them or he drops dead. And then she's like, I don't know what to do. What am I going to do? No, you need to think about yourself, what is best for you. See, me, I'm lucky. I can take care of myself. I'm fine.
0: This is so true. And this is, I think this is uh, the privilege of a smart woman, of a a strong woman, and uh, of a woman who thinks ahead, like yourself.
1: And and independent, because I I don't need... Uh, I know what I have to do, and I know what is best for me. And I tell people, you have to do what you have to do. And, you know, think about, don't worry about what your neighbors are doing. Don't worry about whatever he or she's doing. Think about what's best for you.
0: Well, it was excellent. I really enjoyed our interview. Thank you once again for uh, I want to continue, Anna. Um, And and we will, and we will. uh,
1: we're We're just getting warmed up because... I'm sure between the two of us, we have so many stories.
0: Yes. And um, I'm looking forward to work with you more on the citizenship. Likewise.
1: Of oh, I can't. I'm so excited because um, things are changing every day and we don't know what, what is right around the corner. We don't know. So
0: true. So true. And you also touched a very um, good and interesting topic about women. Um, I would like to explore more and look into this and talk more about independent women, how to uh, become independent in this country, some tools, some advice, all these things because you know when a woman comes to this country, um it can be challenging, especially from uh, a different culture. She's uh, yes. wife, she is. Uh, she becomes a mother. That's another big. Uh, milestone obstacle can be an obstacle. So I agree, it's, not yeah, easy. It, it's not, it's not. And, um, I'm looking forward to, uh, talk more and, uh, hear more from you, but I'm very thankful that you agreed and thank you for your time and, uh, sharing your unique story.
1: Well, th- thank you for uh, allowing me to talk to you
0: absolutely that's my I, I guess
1: I guess it was meant meant to be as far as our me, our meeting and I look uh, I look forward into all of us learning from each other
0: absolutely we'll-